0: Man, come on. The light's green. Let's go. Where is it? Oh, there it is. Paul Urban Meyer coach. The kicker? Y- yeah, oh yeah. The kicker kicker. Whatever you want to call him. <laughs> the kicker kicker. <laughs> but uh I think Trevor Lawrence is gonna change the atmosphere.
1: Nice. Late to work sports. What up, world? Hey, welcome to another episode of Late to Word Sports. I'm your host, as always, Jonathan, with my co-host, Vince. What up, Vince?
2: What's going on, people? How we doing?
1: Pretty good, pretty good. Now, we ain't got no penguins. Hey, and uh, also this week, special guest host, Ray Ray. What up, Ray Ray?
0: Glad to be back. Not much. How y'all?
1: Chilling, man. It's cold here. It's cold. I'm from... Cold morning
0: today, 25 degrees. It's,
1: we're not made for that. No, no, no. I'm a Florida boy. I ain't made for that weather, man. I'm trying to get on the... Yeah, you know,
2: my, mm.
1: my, my car lied at me, man. My, my car lied at me this morning, man. It said it was 50
2: degrees outside, but I had frost all over my
1: windshield. Oh, man. Well, I would tell you that I was almost late to work today, but, Vince, I have people messaging me on Instagram talking about, hmm. you better not be late to work no more.
2: <laughs> because of
1: somebody's comments, but I wasn't late. Um, I, I wasn't late, but I was almost late. But I wasn't almost late because I overslept. I was almost late because when I walked out there, I had a sheet of ice on my window. I was like, man, the one day I don't start my truck, godly. I'm about to say, don't you have automatic start? Yeah, man, time? I didn't start it this time. Like I always do during these times, and I just didn't. I didn't think about it. Just walked out there and was Dude, like, oh.
2: I can't recall a time when we were getting off work that you didn't start your car before we went outside. I have to go out
0: and actually crank mine up. I don't have that, and I don't see what to do. <laughs> how, how do you not use your automatic start?
1: It's so convenient. It is very convenient. <laughs> Listen, man, I was tired, okay? Oh, I okay. didn't. I said I wasn't late. I didn't say I wasn't tired. Can we can we get into the show? Y'all over here chastising me. You
0: started yeah, this. Not, what are um, you doing? You took us down this rabbit trail.
1: <laughs> uh, anyways, now that we've done wasted however many minutes of this, so uh, we got a pretty good show. We're gonna uh, we're getting closer and closer to the finale of the super of the uh, NFL. Mm-hmm. So it's a sad day, but uh, we're gonna talk a little NFL, a little NBA, throw a little something something in there. So. Gentlemen, y'all ready to get into it? Yes, sir. As ever. All right, let's go. All right, so first off, gents, I guess we should go ahead and uh, recap the past week in uh, in football and how that went in the divisional round. So first off, we had the uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars going to play the Chiefs, and uh it, it actually was a lot closer than I thought it was going to probably be. Um The Jags almost pulled it out, man. I mean, yeah, it was with a big fourth quarter, but they almost pulled it out. Mahomes, he ended up getting injured, but then Chad Henney came in there and went 98 yards uh, on the touchdown drive, and it was actually the longest touchdown drive in Chiefs postseason history. You know, they've been around since, like, the Revolutionary War, so it's been a, a, I'm surprised they never had that long of a drive, man, so, and the Jacks turned the ball over twice and still barely lost 20-27 to in the Chiefs' kingdom, so first off, I guess uh, we'll go with a guest. Ray Ray, what did you think about this game?
0: The might have been around since then, but they haven't been relevant until now, since Andy Reid and Mahomes being there. So they've had nothing but heartache and uh, heartbreak. But Trevor Lawrence, old sunshine, he's the answer for Jacksonville. Last year, we discount that. That doesn't matter what a coach to have gotten rid of. Paul <laughs> Urban Meyer, coach. The kicker? Oh it, yeah, yeah, the kicker, kicker, whatever you want to call him. <laughs> the kicker, kicker. <laughs> but I, uh, I think Trevor Lawrence is going to change the atmosphere. I give him about two years, let him really settle in. Next year, he's definitely showed that he's a team captain, and the team definitely loves him.
1: And he loves Waffle House.
0: Are you right? Hey, what Georgia boy doesn't?
1: Hey, what well, Florida boy don't?
0: Are you right about
1: that? <laughs> hey, Vince. So, what did you think? Uh, were you were you more impressed with the Jacksonville Jaguars or were you? Uh more disappointed that the Chiefs allowed a team that had to win the final game of the regular season to even make the playoffs.
2: Well, like we talked about before, the Jags don't surprise me because of Doug Peterson. He is a quarterback whisperer.
1: I know you um, love you some Doug Peterson.
2: I love me some Dougie P. Um, <laughs> uh, but the, the the Chiefs didn't really disappoint me either. Um, uh, what's not being taken into account is that Patrick Mahomes actually played better after his injury. I think he uh, before the end of the half. I think he had somewhere around like seventy yards, maybe eighty, mm-hmm. and and then he he did a little bit better there. Now Chad Henne, I I had to look up how old this guy is because I could have sworn this is the same guy that played for the the Dolphins at one point in time, wasn't it? Maybe the Jets, I think too. He's up for thirties, isn't he? Yeah, he's like thirty eight. Yeah, he's thirty. Well, he's, he's about to turn thirty-eight. He's yeah, thirty-seven right now. think is possible if That's them.
1: not much older than than Vince and I. Easy, hey, for the NFL, nah.
2: that's old. That's old, man. And and you know, as much as we we have a toll taken on our bodies being in the service, like this is a whole different level. We're talking top-notch athletes. Yeah, I'm not he's getting. I'm not getting,
1: You know, crammed every chance. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. You're not. So like, it's 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 different. I I think that. Overall, this game is what I expected it to be. I, I, Jaguars were overmatched. It was kind of like you know you're you're in a fight where you know you're gonna lose, and you're just like, hey, put them up, put them up. <laughs> so, well, um,
1: we'll we'll get to I, this, but I think the Chiefs may have some issues with the Bengals, man. If this is uh, any indication,
0: and they will, they struggled I, with them all year, and uh, Mahomes definitely his kryptonite is Joe Burr. Hundred
1: percent. We'll we'll get to that one down the line, cause you know I love me some Joe Cool. So I know you do. Well, uh, I'm sure Vince has been licking his chops since this game to talk about this, but this would be the third meeting between the New York Giants and the Philadelphia Eagles, and um, I don't really have anything to say about this game at all. I mean, I don't really, <laughs> to be honest with you, call it a game. To, yeah, to be honest with you, I mean, I, I, don't, I, I don't even mind just literally skipping over this game. It was that atrocious by the Giants. Um, the <laughs> Eagles went out. I mean, they had a, a great game. They played almost as perfect as you could play. I mean, honestly, they they had no turnovers. They only allowed one sack. I mean, third down efficiency, uh, efficiency 10 of 14, 416 total yards. You know they didn't really pass the ball; they ran it. But I mean, they ran it for two hundred and sixty-eight yards. Uh, I don't really know what. I don't think you could say really anything bad. I mean, they had five penalties for twenty-five yards. I guess if that was what you were going to stand on to try to say they you know didn't do well there. But I mean, every everything else all around the board, they did well. So, uh, Vince, since this is your team, I will let you talk about what you've seen because I know you were glued to the TV. Even while many people were turning this off,
2: uh, I turned this. I, I went home at halftime. I was
1: at um at a friend's house. No, you did and,
2: uh, really. Yes, I did. Yeah, it was that bad. You it a was real that fine.
0: bad. I, you sure?
2: <laughs> man, there there was no reason. Like I had it on the background when I was sitting there trying to help my brother in law like with procurement sh- stuff. So like, I mean, it's like it, it's it wasn't a game. It wasn't. Oh, no. and shout out to uh, Nick Wright from Fox Sports and Tiki Barber. Uh, who both said that the Eagles were in for a rude awakening when they played the Giants.
1: I love how I he does shout-outs, and it's always like an underhand jab at people.
2: Yeah, shout-out to y'all, too. Uh, uh, well,
1: well, <laughs> I, uh, I think I had the Eagles win in this one, and then um, I think you did as well. And we both had the Chiefs winning last week, so
2: yeah can we we both say this though i i want to say that neither one of us thought that this game was going to be this much of a landslide even
1: close bro yeah yeah
2: Yeah, like like it's it's what we when i thought of what i thought the bills and Bengals game was going to be like it's a slugfest yeah i thought it was going to be a slugfest i thought the eagles and giants game was going to be like that it was complete opposite like horrible but you blinked an eye and they were up by twenty one. Uh, no, I
0: thought I was gonna be watching Rocky two. I was watching Rocky one the whole time.
1: Yeah, I know, right? So so I'm assuming Ray Ray, you weren't too impressed with this game either.
0: No, it's it's disappointing. I mean we have that tragedy that took place that started off to be a good game until Hamlin got hurt and we <laughs> thought this was going to be that game and yeah. it
1: it wasn't at all. And Oh, you're you're he, already talking about the Bills and Bengals. You you done moved? Oh, on. That, is that who? he? Oh, he moved he done moved right on. on. He oh, would not man. want to talk about the Eagles game. The Eagles we we said, know what Ray Ray's comments
2: were on we, the Eagles. We already know that, that wasn't that
0: wasn't even a game itself. Okay, they both weren't games, so I'm a little confused there. But no, that Eagle Giants game, that it, it wasn't even worth turning on the TV. You might as well. Have I did turn the on the TV, TV, TV. I'll be
1: honest with you. I was at drill. I came home. We went out to eat. I uh, came to the house and I was tired, but I was like, I'm, you know, I'm going to watch this game. It's a good game. I turned it on. It was 28 nothing. I said, I'm going to bed. <laughs> I did, I man. I said, I'm going to bed. I didn't even turn it on. I just pulled my phone up as I was getting ready to turn it on, and I was like, nah, I'm going to bed. So, Ray Ray, since you was ready to talk about it. Hey, man. Hey, tell me hey, about this Bengals-Bills up. game.
0: Yeah, there you go. So, how do you go to your house, to where you should be used to, in the snow, playing a team that somewhat was snow, and you just get throttled? To that extent, I don't even think Buffalo was really ever in the game, except for what the coin toss at the beginning. Oh my
2: God. When it was zero zero, oh, is that what yeah, you're trying that to say? that's about <laughs>
0: it. Oh I think after God. that, they. uh I saw the meme of Joe Burr is back. That he is back in his form, and it looks like he really is on that revenge tour to win it this year.
2: Sweet baby Jesus, I'm
1: gonna tell you what I am pulling for Joe Cool to win it, man. Honestly, I. uh I just. I don't know, man. That dude made me I, anybody that has known me for years knows for years I have hated LSU. I mean, you know, you know Vince, you heard me say it at at work. And uh I he made me kind of fall in love with LSU a little bit. Not going to lie, man. And now it's like I mean, I maybe me buy me a, a freaking Joe Burrow jersey, jersey here soon if uh he keep going like he going, man. Right, right. I just, right LSU I just one like or the Bengals one. Either way, man. I just like I just like his kid swag. I really do. I just, I mean, he looked like you know, the Home Alone kid all grown up. But I ain't mad at him, man. Do I'm you kidding. think? You know
2: Allister. what? You know what strikes me so much about Joe Burrow and what I like about him, as flashy as he is, he is still a team player. Yes.
1: 100%. Yes.
0: And I think yeah. that's where you can find that. Uh, I think he did the interview. They asked him about his cockiness and confidence. He says he definitely walks that line and flirts with it. But I think with what you said there, it's what really brings him back to the reality is that he's not by <laughs> himself. He is a team player.
2: Yeah, definitely.
1: I tell you who I don't like on the Bengals. And oh, we all, already
2: know it's Eli Apple. That's all
1: Eli Apple. That dude was running his mouth nonstop. And uh I will
2: say his tweet was funny though. Bro, they you was, have to they admit was, somebody, his tweet was funny. Yeah.
1: Somebody said <laughs> somebody and I and it was another NFL athlete and uh it was Marlon Humphreys. and he said he said, "Bro, he, your tweets are good, but I can't put no respect on it until you can get on the field and back up what you say." <laughs> <laughs>
2: That'll catch you Dave. He, yeah, what well, well, uh it was uh Stefan Diggs. He said, um he responded to Eli Apple, but Eli Apple said Cancun on three. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> oh, my God. That was a good one. That was a good one. He was like, dude, come on, man. <laughs> too many people were sensitive on
0: that tweet, too, thinking it was a Hamlin well, jab well, when it wasn't at it all. It
1: probably wouldn't have been sensitive on it had he not done the little the little heart-hand emoji uh, emoji thing at the end of it. Yeah, that's,
0: that's true, too. That's yeah. what made
1: it look. Because when I first seen it, I was like, oh, that ain't, that's a uh... – that's As, a little rough to be put. Not, a not that you know, Apple cares. I mean, he that dude just doesn't care. That dude told his own mother she, he wasn't getting her tickets to the Super Bowl. She could buy them like everybody else. Like, God, believe okay. me. I know
2: what kind of friend you are, okay.
1: Yeah, yeah, so.
0: <laughs> He's not invited to that cookout.
1: Yeah.
2: Like, who hurt I'm you, buddy? Myself. Who hurt you, bro? <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that was a beatdown. Bengals 27, Bills 10. Um. I mean, there's not really much to say about it. It was just ugly. At halftime, it was uh, 7-17, to and you thought, okay, they're not really – it's not a bad game. And then uh, the Bills only scored three points the rest of the game. Meanwhile, the Bengals went on to score ten more, and it just seemed like they just had it clicking, man. They just figured it out, which is crazy because they, they had two offensive linemen that were out, you know. Yeah, so
2: it almost it almost appeared as if those two offensive linemen were holding them back, the way they played against the Bills.
1: I mean, that was my Super Bowl pick at the beginning of the year was the Bills, and uh, I told Oh Oh Vincent T that if it to me it was Bills Super Bowl or bust. You know, mm-hmm. that was my opinion. So we'll get that in just just I mean, a second because I know you. I mean, Joe Burrow
2: got sacked once.
1: Yeah. I don't know. He's you want to talk about this? This had uh, a better
0: year this year when it comes to being on the ground. It is oh, much be better.
1: Much better. I mean, when you lead the NFL last year and and uh, you know being sacked, I mean, you got to do something, man. Because the thing is, that kid's got talent. You can't just allow him to keep taking them hits, man. No, that'll kill your
2: quarter. He's already tore his, He already tore his ACL
0: before, right? Yeah. Yes. He. has yeah, yeah, got both gear. legs now because he had the one in LSU, right? He's got scars on both legs now. Does, did, did he get the one did,
1: in LSU? I did not know that.
0: I'm pretty sure it's that they talked about re-injuring it last year, right? So I mean, you already have to be very cautious and careful with him.
2: Yeah, you have to be. Well, they should. Have, that that should have been priority number 1, but that that's another story in itself.
1: Well, let's roll into the final game and that was the Dallas Cowboys heading to San Fran to take on the 49ers with Brock Purdy at the uh at the helm. Um Gentlemen, that was uh that game started off really slow. Um once again, the Dallas kicker can't make extra points. Um I, Easy. I, hey. He can make field goals, but he can't make hey, extra I, points. So I,
0: I don't know if you saw that line on that, but it was a negative seven thirty five for him to miss it.
2: <laughs> oh man, I should have bet it some money.
0: Sure enough he did.
2: Oh, oh my, my goodness. Well, um, Do, the crazy thing about it is, is that when he missed, even though it got blocked, he was still going to miss that field goal. Oh, yeah. It was going wide left. And, you know, like the commentators just told on well, him, he wasn't going to make that anyways. <laughs> D- Dallas just Yeah, needs everybody
1: rewind their TV so they can watch it again.
2: The, the,
0: <laughs> the offense just needs to be sold and reworked because Dak is not the answer in Dallas.
1: Oh, I'm going to tell you. Dak is more of the answer in Dallas than Ezekiel Elliott. Ten rushes, 26 yards. Really, bro? Really? Yeah, but I
0: mean, Dak's being just as good as Tony Romo right now. What are they both? One and one? Uh or one playoff know, win? It's, I'm going to tell you this
1: much. If I if you're going to give me Tony Romo or Dak Prescott, I'm going to take Tony Romo. And I liked me some Dak, man, but I'm still – I told Vince about this uh, after the game, and uh, I told him yesterday, I believe it was, if you watch Dak play, Dak is playing and making mistakes that he made as a rookie. You mm-hmm. cannot continue to make those rookie mistakes. There was a, a simple little hitch route, and I don't know, they ran up maybe five yards or something like that, and you watch the line or the uh, linebackers drop back. Well... You can blatantly see Dak stares down. I believe it was his tight end, stares him down, right? Um, and the outside receiver was going deeper, and he was kind of pulling the corner with him. Had the tight end run five yards up, and then bounce out, you know, bounce outside, he would have been open. But he didn't. He ran up, and he done a little hitch, Dak. I watched it. Obviously, the replay. I see the replay. I could see it from Dak's point of view, and I'm like, that linebacker's sitting right there all day long waiting to jump it, and Dak throws the ball. And luckily, there's a reason that linebacker plays defense; he doesn't catch the ball. But, like, dude, does a rookie mistakes? You're continually making mistakes that rookies make. Well, you know,
0: Dak missed five games this season, and he was tied. For the most interceptions. I don't know if you knew that. At 15.
1: I think he ended up leading the NFL if you if you count these yeah. he's le- yeah. yeah, he's leading now. So,
0: I mean, ag- again, that's your issue in Dallas. You can't have that. Uh, Not with a, what is it, four years now in the league? Four or five years? you got to
1: get, oh, I think it's. it's I think longer he's, than that now, isn't I think it? He's a, yeah, I think he's closer to six Maybe. He's been there for a minute now. You uh, can't have that. Dac, he's in no, Dak's been there for seven years. Seven years, yes. Yeah, he's got to go, but yeah. you can't get rid of him till after next year. But he's got to go. I agree. Zeke has to go immediately. Zeke is. You got to rebuild
0: mean, the offense. The defense, Dallas' defense, could be pretty stout. It's got a good chance.
1: It was one of the top defenses yes. in the NFL. Um, I, I'm more impressed here, I think, with the the way that the 49ers team is operating. I mean, they. They're looking good, man. That was a that was a tough wait, challenge right there.
2: Wait, wait, so uh, I got a question for you. Which pick are you talking about that was supposed to be a hitch route?
1: No, it wasn't a pick. It wasn't a pick. It he was lucky it was not a pick because a the linebacker jumped the route to try to catch it but couldn't get it in time. It was uh You talking about the one
2: Fred Warner tipped?
1: Possibly I I, I can't remember which play it is. I just remember watching it and going, Dak, you can't make that throw. You can blatantly see the linebacker dropped off. They were they were uh, pressed up to the line. He dropped back, and you can blatantly see that he's not dropping back into coverage per se. He only dropped a few yards off the line, and then he sits down. So you can blatantly see the linebacker has now planted. So instead of either A, throwing it sooner, because the, the tight end had already completely turned around, so instead of A, either throwing it sooner so that as the tight end turns around, it's right there at him, or B, not throwing it to that guy at all, he throws it right at him.
2: I don't even think that's the most egregious pass that he make. Uh, he made the the second interception that he had from Fred Warner uh, that that Fred Warner caught that was tipped by Ward. That one was so egregious. Um, are y'all familiar with what a shake route is? Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. faintly.
2: All right, so he's so basically what the receiver is doing, he's on the outside of the hash, and he's he's gonna shake inside and then he's going to drag out to the out of bounds. Like it's just gonna be a straight line. I've I've watched this play about three or four times right now. And and looking at it from different perspectives, I looked at what, what Dak was doing in the backfield, what C D Lamb was doing, and then what the defense was doing here. Dak wasn't touched. Closest person to him was probably about four feet away from him. He just threw it. Like it was like as soon as C.D. Lamb hit his break to 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 run towards the sideline, he threw the ball and he threw it in between two people. I don't understand that.
1: That's what I'm saying. He's making as, rookie as, as mistakes. we said
2: seven seven year. So he's 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 a vet at this point, guys. Just, just like I'm you know, right. he's a vet at this point. How are you still making these same mistakes? In year seven, there's no way
0: you just don't care. It's got to be. I mean, there's just a point where you just you just have to not care, right?
1: You're not learning uh, either. A, you don't have the people around you. You're not being taught something. You're not studying enough. I mean, come on. He's going to
2: cost people his jobs. I, I mean, just like 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 Brady costed Leftwich's job.
1: Yeah, that was yeah, that was screwed up. But yeah,
2: this, this is crazy.
1: Well, this week upcoming is going to be good, and we're gonna talk about those games. That should be a good uh good little week, but before we get to that, let's talk about um let's talk about I guess let's talk about the Patrick Mahomes thing without Hill cuz I know both of y'all gentlemen were uh had threw out some facts and um, stuff mm-hmm. about about Tyreek Hill no longer being there in the year that Patrick Mahomes is having. So, Vince, I let uh I'll let you go first.
2: Okay, yeah, um well Looking at Patrick Mahomes' um, stats from this year, I don't think he missed Hill as much. Hill had a great year. Um, we're not going to take that away from him at all. He had a great year. He had like 1,700 yards um, for eight touchdowns receiving. I don't know how many rushing touchdowns he had this year, but he did He did very, very well. Um, I actually thought at one point he was going to break the um, Had he had two, he receiving. probably would. Yeah, I think he I think he would have broke the receiving record this year. Um but looking at Mahomes, his he had a very good season. He had he threw the most he's ever thrown in his career at five like 5.2k or yeah, 5,250 yards. Um this was his um best year in in completion percentage as well at 67.1. And uh, th- this is actually a shocking one to me, and I didn't even—I thought this was kind of weird because I-, I think he's a very slow runner. He can't run, but he had four rushing touchdowns this year, so I, he I think he did pretty road. well. Yeah, he is—he is—he's—he's—he's he's, he's turtle speed. He's definitely turtle speed. I will say that, but he had a very efficient year. I mean, he threw for—he—he he averaged eight point one yards per throw. He did throw forty-one, which is the second most um throwing touchdowns um in his career as a starter. Um so I mean, I think he didn't miss him. O- on top of the fact that they were I think last year they were twelve and five, and this year they were fourteen and three. So it I think they did I think he did well for himself. Like, I, I kind of alluded to it earlier in the season. Nobody knows who the ball is going to. Because you can't pinpoint one person now or two,
1: mm-hmm.
2: which Travis Kelsey had a very good year.
1: Led tight well. ends, all American, literally you name it. I mean, I guess not all American, mm-hmm. but you know what I'm talking about. Like he was a uh, what? What? What do they say? There was only two players that like. Um, oh man, I can't remember what they called it, but like they get they get voted on for like best skill position. Uh, and there was only mm-hmm. two players that got all, like, 100% of first-place votes. And he was one of them. Wasn't even close. So, that a surprise? No, not at all. Ray Ray, go for it. I know you have a nice little juicy stat.
0: So going off of what Day said, so this 22 games without Tyreek Hill. He's a total of 104.7 in a passer rating, 6,987 yards, 49 TDs, 13 interceptions. And again, that's in 22 games without Hill. He's played 58 games total with Tyreek Hill. His pass rating is a 106, so it's just slightly better. 17,254 yards, 143 TDs, and 36 interceptions. And again, that's in 58 games. So when you compare the two, I don't think he's hurting without him. And it's like, I think Dede brought up a great point that now you don't know where the ball is going. You know, beforehand you could count on Cheetah just burning down the, the sideline or wherever, and it's like, hey, there's a high chance that ball is going there. But now you don't know where it's going. You just you just don't. It's how do you how do you beat that?
1: I mean, they're doing how ring do you... around the rosy, and then uh, and then making a touchdown play.
0: Yeah, you just they're out there just having fun. I don't even know if they're playing football at this point.
1: <laughs> yeah, they're,
2: they're giggling. Yeah, giggity.
0: <laughs> yeah, they they don't care about their regular season games anymore. At the end, they don't have to stress it.
1: Yeah, Mm-mm, they don't. I uh. I don't necessarily – I'm not taking away that Mahomes is necessarily better without Hill. I do think – No, and I want to say he's – Yeah, it's crazy to say I I would think that offense is – I don't think the offense is better without Hill. I think the offense is less predictable, like y'all gentlemen said, without Hill. Um, Hill did say that they were holding him back. And they did not have – besides Kelsey, they didn't have a star-studded second wide receiver. When no. he went down to Miami, it's he's got Waddle and him. Like, that's hard to cover, either Gang one of them. spread that load. Yes, and he didn't have that. And so I think, honestly, for both of them, that was a good shakeup for both of them. Uh, it allows Mahomes, one, to not rely on just Tyreek and to, you know, use these other options, uh, and it makes that offense harder to predict. But it also allows Tyreek Took it on there and really just, hey, run free. I mean, we've seen it this year, so I think yeah. it was a good move for both of them to kind of just go their separate ways. Me personally, so
2: I, I think another thing that should be noticed about this is in, in the differences in the offenses. Um, Andy Reid runs runs kind of a pass heavy West Coast. Yep, sure does. Um, and the 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 Dolphins. I'm sorry, I don't know why I want to say Giants there. The Dolphins kind of run like a, a dink and dunk type ordeal where they let their playmakers make, a play. make plays, mm-hmm. make a play. That, that fits Tyreek better. That
1: 49er, yeah, Tyreek can, Tyre can shake some people, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah, makes, that, that, that fits him better. all pro players look like children.
2: Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, like, that th- that offense fits him. If you look at Andy Reed's previous teams, if you look at the Eagles, he likes tall receivers. He likes guys that can that can possession receivers go up that's and the best get way it. I can explain it. Climb yeah, the ladder go and go up get and it. get it. Yeah. Yes, exactly. That's that's what he wants. He doesn't want a short receiver that's speedy. It doesn't do anything for him. Now he has to change the way he has his offense.
0: He likes that physical football. Andy Reid's that he's like, I
1: ain't mad at I like I like seeing people get smacked too. So yeah. yep. No, well, Kansas uh,
0: City, their their production is definitely through Mahomes and Andy Reid. I yeah. think they'd be in the dark ages still without the two of them. Oh yeah,
1: yeah, they they need both, both pieces, ying and yang. Well, um, since we're on the topic of Kansas City, and obviously we know Kansas City did make the AFC Championship, we do know that the Buffalo Bills did not. Well, the NFL, in their infinite knowledge, right, and their ability to just see the future decided that they were going to sell tickets to a Bills and Chiefs AFC Championship. And they were going to play in Atlanta's turf, right? They were going to play in the uh, the Mercedes-Benz Dome. And it seats 77,000, I believe is what it is. They had sold over 50,000 tickets the uh uh, we or a day or so after it opened up, fifty thousand tickets to this they had sold, right? Well obviously we know how that game turned out and where it's gonna go now. To me, I I'm gonna let both of y'all gentlemen talk, but to me, I, I think that one, NFL you completely handled that wrong. That was very disrespectful. Um gave the Bengals fuel. For one, for two, why did you even think that was a good idea to go ahead and pre sell tickets? One, you know you're gonna have to get refunds, but all these transaction fees that has happened, because you know, even still, when they doing it, you still have transaction fees on all that when they use credit cards, you know, and obviously they didn't buy the ticket in cash. So I don't even understand why you would think to do that. Obviously, you thought you were going to lose revenue, but the thing about it is, you're not going to lose revenue when you slam an AFC championship, an NFC championship. It's a championship game. You are not going to lose revenue. I just could not believe when I first read that that they were selling tickets to a game, to the championship round, when the divisional round hadn't been played yet. So, Ray, what's your what's your thoughts on that?
0: I was trying to. I read on it and try to understand it. And maybe logistically, it made sense to them that, hey, if this does happen, you know, maybe the computers can't take it. Maybe the system can't take it. So let's just go ahead and pre-sell them. It'll be easier for us to give the money back at the end of it. But I agree with you that it is just ridiculous in the first place. Because now you got all these people who are just completely screwed, honestly. Because no matter what, how much time it takes to get back the money, they're going to sit without that money. And uh, the transaction fee thing you brought up, I don't think you're getting that back. So I mean, they're gonna be—they're gonna lost. They lost out. It's really what happened. They the, just lost out. The people out that bought general.
1: the tickets may get the feedback, but the, but all the everybody that that was dealt with, it, all the companies, the companies didn't get that transaction. They're not gonna get the transaction feedback.
0: No. So you know, in the words of Joe Burr, uh, you better refund those tickets.
1: <laughs> Vince, what do you think about that? Uh, this is atrocious.
2: Disrespectful. I I, I don't I don't know how you can. Well, no, this does not surprise me by the NFL. We're we're talking about the same people that were trying to continue the game after Demar Hamlin.
1: That's right. Same exact people. So this does not
2: surprise me. Um, They have tipped their hand time after time after time. And this is what you get. This is the NFL, people. This is the NFL. This is how they it it is a, a money driven thing. Which I think you actually brought this up to me. I think it was like uh, about three weeks ago or whatever, because we were talking about it. And for those that don't know this, the NFL used to be yep. underneath um, the tax code of nonprofit. They were a nonprofit organization. Mm-hmm. And then Shady, correct me if I'm wrong on this one here, but I believe you said that they went to entertainment. Um, entertainment, yes, as as entertainment, and it was along the lines of things of like wrestling.
1: Yes, so for people that don't know, WWE and the NFL now fall under the same code, entertainment. So there's a lot of talk of people saying they're trying to rig games, they're trying to do that, which has always been talk, you know, it's rigged, it's rigged, it's rigged. But now you do have stuff that kind of looks like, huh. And, and you know, to the flip side of that, people could say, well, it's obviously not rigged because they try to do all of this and blah, blah. Maybe it's not rigged. But the flip side of that is maybe they already had a plan for this not this game not to happen if it's rigged, you know. Maybe they had a plan for this not to happen. Knowing that they will kinda of throw people off. Who knows? Who knows? I don't know. I don't you know, no one but the but the front office, the refs, because the players, there's no way the players are involved in it. You're not gonna be able to keep that many people quiet. You know what I'm saying? So it's definitely Probably, if it is rigged, it would be you know the NFL and stuff like that. But it's not a good look when you. Why would you change the entertainment? And I'm sure there's way more than we can understand off the top. You know, we just look at it and go, "Oh, you're the same as wrestling." But there's probably way more to it than just that. But
0: well, we it, know that wrestling's a storyline, so that's in of its own. You know, and there, those are more entertainers anyway. But mm-hmm. these football players, those are competitors. Yes, I mean that's all true competitors. Those are guys that want to win. And it's by any mean and I don't think besides being paid off to win or paid off to lose. This isn't the longest yard. No one's out here, I think, throwing games on purpose. Well that's what I'm saying. I
1: think if yeah. it, if it is, and it would I, definitely I be controlled by the refs. It would be the bad calls, it would be, yes. you know, stuff like that. It's not the players.
0: It'd be more puppet master styled mm-hmm. things. Correct. So yeah.
1: I don't know, man. I don't know, but uh that is that is something in the back of my mind I see stuff and I just go, This is so rigged. You know, and part of this is – I don't necessarily think it's rigged per se, but there is stuff that make you go, huh, you know. So, well, what about uh, Sean Payton? Y'all gentlemen know that he right now is an announcer, and uh, he is talking about coming back and coaching in the NFL. Obviously, the Saints still hold the rights to him, which they are willing to trade. There's been some talks between, you know, different teams – um, I think of Houston Texans, the Broncos, Carolina Panthers, which the Carolina one blows my mind. But um right now his contract what he wants, he said he wants twenty to twenty five million a year for four years. So eighty to a hundred million in four years. Now, for any of y'all that are kind of curious, um, I believe it was John Gruden. When he signed a contract with the Raiders at the time, the last time it was, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, gentlemen, but I think it was ten years for a hundred million. Yeah, so it was ten million a year. This dude wants double what John Gruden got, at least double what John Gruden got a year. Um, I guess Vince. First off, do do you think Sean Payton is worth it? Um, I don't.
2: I don't think the question necessarily is 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 he worth it. It's more so of who's willing to pay that much.
1: Well, who do you um, think is willing to pay that much then?
2: I think the Broncos are. But I uh, I did a little research here, I think Sean McVay is the highest paid coach right now, uh, in between fifteen to eighteen million a year. Wow. Um, but I think, uh, and 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 also too, I, I think the the asking price right now, the perceived. Asking price for Sean Payton is two first-round picks.
1: You know if he goes to Carolina, though, it's going to get raised. There's no way that Saints let him go to Carolina for just that.
2: Well, I, I don't even think that. I, I, what I'm thinking about is is who can get rid of those picks and don't necessarily need them right away, and I think the only team that doesn't need them right away is the Broncos. Uh,
1: yeah. So just
0: on the highest-paid article on December 9, 2022 – Bill Belichick makes $20 million a year, and the closest to him at 33% less is Pete Carroll at $15 million a year.
2: Ooh. Yeah, well, Sean Mc... yeah, yeah. I mean, I think Sean McVay's in that area he's at there whenever days. you – at... yeah. yeah.
1: Wow, really?
0: So, he's asking to make more money Bill against Belichick. a coach or over a coach who has a better resume at the end of the day.
1: 100% better resume.
0: So, I don't know if y'all – Sean should... McVay does? No, no, so, no, 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 Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick.
1: Bill okay, Belichick right now is sure. the highest-paid coach in the NFL. He's saying, "Yeah, and, saying and he has it. a better,
0: better resume." Regardless of if you think Tom Brady got him there or whatever, at the end of the day, he's a more proven head coach.
2: On yeah, career. well, I mean, but but you have to put into into factor here this too: coaches' contracts are not a part of the salary cap. That's true. They're not part of the salary cap, so it doesn't yeah. hurt them one way or another. I mean, the only thing that would hurt them is is the is the draft picks. I mean, right. Let's say for instance if he goes to the Broncos um what draft picks the, the well the Broncos are looking at um the 21st overall pick right now um in next year's draft and that was because of the uh what, what is uh, who is Nick Chubb's brother? Uh it's not um, his brother it's his cousin. It's
1: his cousin you talking about Chubb. Bradley? It's Chubb. His
2: cousin yeah, Bradley Chubb, Bradley Chubb. He uh part of that trade where he went to the Dolphins or whatever. They swapped the first round pick for next year. So, the Broncos have that pick. You know, and based off of last year's uh, 21st overall pick, that guy got 4 years, 13 million. This is, we'll say 14 million for se cuz it's 13.9 or whatever. Um, I get that. And you're talking about Sean Payton for 4 years for and he wants 20 million a year. But then again, this does not even Add up like it, like it doesn't equate until their salary cap issue here. So uh, essentially, the Broncos are saving 13 million dollars, yeah. Well, over over a four year span, I, I just so, I, I'm,
0: I'm sorry, go ahead. I was kind of
2: cutting you. No, up. no, no, you're fine. No, you're fine.
0: So I'm just trying to see how you argue Sean Payton making that much money who only has 152 wins and 89 losses, who is nine and seven in the playoffs, only one Super Bowl, and you want to, he wants to make more money. Than the guy who's two hundred sixty-two wins, one hundred eight losses in twenty-one seasons, and it's just, and Sean Payton's only been in fifteen total seasons. So you, you're not worth it to me. You, I just oh, don't listen, see how. Hey,
2: hey, hey uh, for the for the record here, I'm not arguing. with oh,
0: either yeah. one of y'all. Yeah, I'm just, <laughs> I I'm, yeah, I'm not. Who do you think you are, though? Like, what have you yeah. done to think that you deserve I'm, that
2: bounty gate? I am not arguing with y'all either way uh, on that one, but but this comes down to who has the fatter pockets. It,
0: you're right about that.
1: Well, I'm gonna tell you what: it, if you own Walmart, you got some fat pockets. So, yeah. Well,
2: yeah. You know, that's 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 all it comes down to. That's it. And 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 I think the Broncos probably have the best one. I do think they have a crappy GM in John Elway. Yes. Um, uh, let but,
1: Russ cook.
0: That's what. So that's what Shady and I talked about. I think if you put <laughs> him on there and you put Pete Carroll there or Sean Payton there, good grief. That uh, yeah, it's it's gonna be a problem. Russ is gonna have the right sous chef. He's gonna be able to cook proper.
2: <laughs> oh yeah. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> oh man. Well, let's uh now that we're done talking about this bum, because y'all know I do not like Sean Payton.
0: Uh you love him as much as you do Drew Brees.
1: I love Drew Brees more than Sean Payton, I'm gonna tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> let's uh let's roll into this preview. And uh first off we'll start with the the uh AFC Championship, and that will be the Cincinnati Bengals. Taking on the Kansas City Chiefs, so gentlemen, whoever wants to take a take a snap at this first, I, well, you know we'll give it to Vince. Vince, who do you have winning this game and punching their ticket to the Super Bowl?
2: I think we all have the same answer here: it's the Bengals.
1: I do have the Bengals. It's, yeah, I do as well. It's, it, yeah,
2: it's it's the Bengals. I. Y- you say it yourself. You don't like this, Shady, but they are three and zero against the Chiefs in the past. What year and a half? Almost two. Yeah. I think that's yeah, that's right. And 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 on top of this, like the this home field advantage when it comes to this game is non-existent. Joe Burrow don't care. He wants to smoke where it is.
1: That's right. That dude's got ice in his veins, man. Right now
2: they have Cincinnati he, he,
1: as the favorite. By one and a half points.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Well, unless Andy Reid pulls something out of his hat, I'm going bank. I'm going
1: to tell you this much: if if Patrick Mahomes is sore or he gets smacked on that ankle at all, Art. that's a, that's a wrap, Coach.
0: Yeah, that's going to be a game for the Chiefs to win. It's going to be to one off the field through coaching.
1: I do think Chiefs have the better coach, but I mean, I say that, but then. This dude's got his team with a very young team in the AFC championship again. So it's like, mm, I say, you know, that it's all co- or that they had the better coach. And I do think Andrew is a great coach, but so the dude is he's quietly showing he can make it uh, you know, he can make it happen and, and knows how to coach. So I don't know. Ray, do you got anybody different besides the uh, uh, Bengals?
0: No, but uh, I finally was able to find a you. I know you like stats. So, and their three there're three meetings. Joe Burrow has the three. Has a completion rating of 72.2 to Mahomes' 67.3. Has an a, has his passing yards a game is 327.3 to Mahomes's 252.3 and his TD to interception is an eight, to, 8 to 1 to my Patrick <laughs> Mahomes' 6 to 2. So, on paper, Ooh. Joe Burrow completely outplays Patrick Mahomes. Clean sweep. Yeah.
1: We shall see how this one so goes. I think
0: this is definitely, one. it's going to be a classic, like your Peyton and Brady kind of matchup throughout the future that Mahomes just has to learn how to get over this off of who is Joe Burrow.
1: Mm-hmm. All right. Well, uh, then we're going to roll into, I guess, the NFC Championship, and that will be the Philadelphia Eagles playing the uh, San Francisco 49ers in Philly. So, Ray-Ray, who do you got winning this one?
0: So everybody likes a good underdog story unless you're day day and it's pulling for your team. So I'm gonna pull for the 49ers here. I do like the the whole Purdy thing. It's pretty neat that he comes in, what is he, nine and O now? Mr. Irrelevant. So it'll be it'd be good to go on that. A lot of people want to argue that the 49ers have all these weapons and that anybody could play quarterback there. I've always thought that's a bunch of bunk. The only thing that really helps out a quarterback is his line because it takes the quarterback to make the plays through the receivers, but it also takes your receivers, your tight ends, and whoever to make the plays from the quarterback. Those go hand-in-hand. But it's been proven, if your line's crap, quarterback's crap. So I'm going to pull for the 49ers. I think it's going to be a close game. I think this will be their true test, the Eagles' true test on the defense. And I think it'll be close. I think it'll be a seven-point game.
1: So this was one of the hardest games for me to pick because – I have continually said, I think the Eagles make the Super Bowl. Continually, continually, continually. But San Francisco faced a very good Dallas defense, and they were able to win it. And, you know, they went out, and yeah, they played Tampa. I'm sorry, they didn't play Tampa. I'm sorry, what I was thinking. They played um, uh, Seattle in the uh wild card round and they just destroyed Seattle. So I'm still torn, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go based off of I, I kinda like the underdog story too. Based off of what I'm seeing, uh, I'm gonna give the edge to San Francisco, but honestly, it's very hard. I I feel like both of them it I That'd feel be like, a great
0: rematch between the two. I, th- I think it
1: will be. I think it's gonna be a close score. Uh, I can honestly see it coming down to uh, to a field goal or maybe even less, personally. So, so
0: Before Day-Day goes on his tangent on why the Eagles are going to win, 2019 <laughs> is the last time they played, if anyone was curious. Jalen Hurts only threw for about 10 more yards and one less touchdown, and they only lost because Purdy threw an interception at the very end for a two-point conversion.
1: You said 2019? So it'll be like, yeah. So that's pretty, the last time they played each in other. in the league in 2019, big dog. I'm,
0: talk- I'm talking about in it. This is college. Oh, college, college, college. This is okay. college.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, and then, yeah, they. I, I did see that. That was a wild game. So,
0: so the two are ballers, and they both have better teams around them. So that's why I think this game's going to be as close as it is.
1: Yeah, good point, good point. All right, Dede, I know you have been foaming at the mouth to do your, your thing all week long. Let, <laughs> let me hear it, man. Let me hear it. Oh not
2: not really. Um me the, you this, 10 minutes for this. this. No, you you're you're <laughs> talking about the who I'm going to pick. This is something completely different oh, okay. from from picking. Um I have the Eagles. Of course. Uh as you should. Yeah, we just I, I don't left. I don't think that they have seen a defense like the Eagles. I just don't. That's uh that's fair. I I I don't. Uh the Eagles have 70 regular season sacks. They have 75 total on the season completely from postseason and regular season here. The second best defense they had in regards to sacks was the Cowboys, and they had 54. So they have not faced a team that will sack them as ferociously as the Eagles. I don't think that outside of Trent Williams on that offensive line, which will be kind of like offset because Josh Wett is coming off of his side. So that's not even where our pressure comes from. So I don't think that they'll fare well against the Eagles in that aspect. And additionally, Avante Maddox was listed as questionable today. He's been out for a month. Um, That is a big piece of the Eagles defense that is missing. He is the best slot corner on our team. Um, So... With him there, that puts us back at full strength as well. I don't think that. I think this is where Brock Purdy crumbles. He's only been sacked twice in the postseason.
1: I thought he was going to crumble sooner than this, and he proved me wrong. So, I figured, no, it's Kyle Shanahan's offense. Oh, I mean, It's Kyle Shanahan's that offense. One hundred percent. that offense. that's it.
2: But we also have Cal Shanahan. Also has a track record of 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 losing in that's big gone, games. Yeah, no, you're no, not no, wrong.
1: Don't remind me. Don't remind me. Yeah,
2: yeah. I, I mean, so I'm. I'm I don't, I don't, I, and both teams are even, but when you break it down by position, the one position that is better on the Eagles than the 49ers quarterback. is quarterback. Well, Jalen Hurts proved that he could throw the ball His se- uh, on, on second down of the first drive of the game against the Giants. He threw a 40 yard bomb to uh, Devontae.
1: Smith. I am going to say that your coach. Somebody needs to drug test that man because your coach after the game compared. He said, "I, I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to say this really, and I don't know if I should, but uh, having Jalen Hurts out there is like having Michael Jordan out there."
2: Yes, and he was. that No, I don't think he needs to be drug tested. He is saying that Jalen Hurts is our Michael Jordan. That's what he's saying.
0: So your stat thing is going, your your sack thing is going to be pretty neat, considering San Fran has allowed about 1.82 sacks a game, and the Eagles are averaging 4.11. Mm-hmm. So it's going to still, it's going to hurt. There's going to be a lot more sacks in this game than Purdy's used to. Yes, so and if, on if top of that, the Eagles pressure.
2: are averaging seven yards per sack yeah. this year. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So there's definitely the pocket pressure is going to be there. So I think this is where you're going to have to rely. They're gonna to have to hope their running backs are ready for this game. The Forty ers are. There's gonna be a lot of pressure on them to pick up some blocks.
2: I, I think I think McCaffrey's gonna be ready for that. Um, I don't think Mitchell. Maybe it, it's it's you're gonna to have to pick up. a Well, and this is the this is the the beauty about the Eagles that I love so much. They don't blitz. They do not blitz. This is from a four man rush. No, so, it's gonna be it,
1: it's
2: gonna be an entertaining
1: game. I'm excited to see that one. I'm about to see if. Uh, if this dream season for Purdy ends or what? I mean, obviously they already said he's the starter for next year. So and barring he doesn't get hurt, he'll be starting next year. So Well yes. let, me, let me get me get your uh, what you got for us, Vince. What's our little your little segment you got for us? I'm excited. Okay,
2: guys, so um I did a little digging here and I thought this was very interesting to think of. In the NFC, if you if you're you're thinking of the NFC right, and you're talking about top tier teams right, mm-hmm. the the only two teams that come to mind should be the 49ers and the Eagles. Top two, or well, I think what well, the 49ers were the top defense. I think the Eagles were in the top five as well. Eagles have, um, I think they had the number one running attack. They should have been in the top five as well. So I did this here. If you put if you mix both of their teams together and made a offense and a defense, would that team be able to compete with the NFC's Pro Bowl um Pro Bowl team?
1: I don't even know who the Pro Bowl team is off the top of my head.
2: It's okay. I got it here. Oxy Clean, there's more.
1: <laughs> there we go. Of course. <laughs> so so.
2: If we're going to base this off of... For
1: everybody to know out there, uh, I have he did not tell me or Ray Ray what he's doing here. So we are completely in the dark. Go ahead. Oh, yeah,
2: absolutely. <laughs> so if we're going to say best quarterback between those two teams, mm-hmm. we're going to say Jalen Hurts, right? That's fair. Yeah, 100%. Yep. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. More, pro- more proven. for sure. Yeah, more proven, right? More proven. So best running back between those two teams, we're going to go with McCaffrey.
1: CNC, yep. All
2: right, if we're going to go three receivers, we're going to go Debo. Yep. Devontae Smith. And AJ Brown. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. Best tight end is George Kittles. Mm-hmm. A- easily. Left tackle, we're gonna go with Trent Williams. Mm-hmm. Yep. He's gonna be in the Hall of Fame. Yes. At some point. Yes. Um, left guard, Landon Dickerson. Center is uh Jason Kelsey. Oh yeah. Right guard, Spencer Budford. Right tackle, Lane Johnson.
1: That's the offense. Oh, All right, so I'm going to go over. That's a, that's a stud. The,
2: the, this guy's playing right now with a, a, a torn groin.
1: I'm all about it, man. I love it. I love seeing him.
0: They say every lineman's playing every down with something broken.
2: Yeah, exactly. So here comes this nasty defense here. <laughs> now, I will say the secondary was very hard for me to choose. Um, Darius Slay. Um, I'm I'm not gonna go to him. I'm I'm starting. We can, with the, we can start over with that one. That. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so defense defensive ends. We got Bosa and Brandon Graham.
0: It's already nasty.
2: Yep. Armstead and Hargrave for defensive tackles.
1: Good.
2: Hassan Reddick, Fred Warner, mm-hmm. T.J. Edwards, um, Darius Slate and Bradbury for the corners. Bradbury was a toss-up for me uh, uh, with uh, Ward. I didn't know who to go with on that one. Uh, Bradbury had more interceptions this year, so that's who I went with.
1: I like Ward, that? personally, then, I think.
0: That's your backup either way, though. I mean, that's still yeah. your your third Yeah, who's coming in. I personally in.
1: like Ward, me personally. I yeah. just feel like he's always, a, he's always around the play when it's – like, he's always there. And then
2: for free safety and – Strong safety, I have Sauce Gardner-Johnson and Tayshawn Gibson. These two guys have the most interceptions amongst safeties this year. Do you think this team could compete in a real game against the NFC Pro Bowlers?
1: I feel like you just took Madden, put in the God (laughs) modes on franchise, and decided you was going to force Every trade you wanted to force. That's what I feel like you did. And then turn off the cap limit so you didn't have to worry about getting rid of them. That's what I feel like you just did there.
2: That's crazy, right?
1: That's a nasty team.
2: That's a very nasty team. That's a dynasty if you put that, that team together in the NFL.
1: I mean,
0: for that one year until everybody wants their payday. <laughs> Do you? Could
2: you? Oh, well, there's no salary cap. We're not worried about that. He said bad. No. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So I I that was that was something I th- I I thought of and I thought it was very interesting um to to put that team together. Um the greatest show on turf. Um would have nothing on this team. I don't think the St. Louis Rams would have anything on this team whatsoever.
1: Yeah, it's going to be It's going to be tough, man. That would be tough. That's a that's a nasty little team, so that's what I'm saying I think it's going to be the better of the two. I mean, I, I think Cincinnati knows how to play well too, but I'm uh, I'm excited. That game, like I said, was hard for me to pick. So, but this
2: is what NFL playoffs is supposed to be about. Like, it's not supposed to be like that national championship game in college.
1: <laughs>
0: I mean, I'm not I'm not upset with that one.
1: I bet you're not. <laughs> would well, I? Mean,
0: I'll take back to back. I don't care if we uh, beat up all them kids. Man.
1: <laughs> oh man all right well we're we're done with this you two jesus let's uh let's roll into some m b a and uh, vince this is your realm we are stepping into, so I'm gonna let you take the reins
2: okay well uh it's just one one topic and one topic only and I'm gonna talk about trey young here and he and the g m and ownership are at a rift now. This situation has started way back since your Miami Heat game two. That's right. Uh, game two. So, the Hawks lost that game. And Trey Young took it upon himself to not ride back with the team. <coughs> LeBron. And a call take his... To get
1: that taken care of.
2: Yeah, yeah, sorry. Allergies, man. Uh, and... Took his own private jet, didn't tell the team that he was taking a private jet, and then would not make them aware of his whereabouts. Secondly, Hmm. uh, this one was actually more recently. I believe this one happened here in December. Um, Nate McMillan, the head coach, um, and Trey Young got into a disagreement about the status of his shoulder. He hurt his shoulder during a game, and he basically didn't practice. And the coach was like, hey, are you playing tonight? I don't know what's going on with your shoulder. You're not really telling me anything. He, and he basically tells the coach, I don't know if I'm playing tonight or whatever. He was like, okay, well, if you do play, you're sitting on the bench. Uh, you can come off the bench. Or if you don't want to come off the bench, you're not playing at all. So he decided not to play at all. And this has been a downward spiral with the head coach, the GM, and ownership with this guy he comes off as if he's a prima donna just a little bit and his stats may show that he's doing well guy averages a double double he's been averaging a double double since he came into the league so but at
0: what 27 points and 10 assists a game
2: yeah Something yeah like that. Yeah, I think he's averaging a little bit under ten assists this this like, year. I think it's nine point nine. I looked it up. Yeah, we talked about. Yeah, like it's it's like a little bit under under ten this year. But I, I mean, mean, I, I, I you're would you're averaging it right? Yeah. We're but right. the yeah, thing I'll...
1: about it is, man, and I can't stand this. Players think, and honestly, I blame LeBron for this. You know, and maybe it happened before LeBron, but like I, in recent memory, recent memory. I'm thinking it wasn't made known. Yes. I think we can say that. Yeah, it definitely was not made known like it is now. But with LeBron, he thinks that his skill outweighs his attitude, per se. And,
0: uh, or his marketability, too.
1: Yes. And now players all over think they can just be these prima donnas, be these – I'm trying to think of nice words to say it, but uh, you all know what I'm trying to get to. Like these, Pompous. these kind of like a title. Yeah. Yeah, they're just, I don't even know how to explain it, man. But I think because there's good, they can act that way. And yeah. it's like, uh, I'm going to tell you what. I don't want a player. I don't care how good you are, if that's how you are, because you become nothing but a cancer to the locker room and a distraction. I don't want you. I, I don't expect, I mean, I expect you to be, like, fiery and stuff. Kobe did some things, you know what I mean, that people... Could say whatever about MJ did some things. People could say whatever about, but at the end of the day, they were still like not a distraction to the team per se. And when you got Uh, stuff like Trey Trey Young's doing, oh, you know, it's like, dude, either get it together or don't play. You don't want to play? Cool, go sit out. Be a Ben. I think
2: it's I think it's safe to say this though. Not one player in the NBA. Is as marketable as LeBron James is. that's no. true. That is true. Or has the or has the talent that LeBron James has. Yeah, we do um, That's. The, the, I think we can say that you are not on his level. No, you most likely will never be on his
1: level. I can tell either. you, Trey Young's never going to be on a LeBron level.
0: Well, no one wants no. to be. No one wants to play that long. Not anymore. I mean, they asked. I don't know if y'all saw it. It's kind of off topic. The Luka Doncic, yeah, Draymond. They asked him if he was ever going to beat his records. He says, "No, I don't plan on playing that long." Yep. <laughs> so.
2: So, like, Draymond Draymond said, he doesn't want to play uh, play past thirty five.
0: Yeah. So, the marketability is there. I was gonna say part of your issue, I think, with the prima donnas is so Trey Young is definitely, in most recent, the most marketable Atlanta player that they've had
2: Mm -hmm. since Marvin Williams. Yeah,
0: he's in the top in the jersey sales. He's averaging a double double. You know, he's a star that everybody wanted, or that Atlanta got. He's put the fire in the team, but I also see that he lacks leadership. And if you're oh, absolutely, and if you're that guy, you at least have to have some kind of leadership. You have to have some, you know, you yeah. have to bring more than
2: just money to the team. Now let's mind. He is twenty five years old. Yes, he is twenty. He is twenty five. God,
1: but, he's that young. I feel like he's been in the yeah league he for is, forever.
2: Yeah, he left a little early whenever he was at Oklahoma. But I will like we have to understand that these are kids. But at the same time, when you're go, made the face, to go right down the kid. Yeah, yeah like at, Ray, like Ray's, when you're made, Ray,
1: Ray's that age, bro. <laughs> is he? <Yeah. laughs> but like, Ray, Ray's
2: Ray Ray's a lot more mature than some of these guys. He's grown right. up a lot faster than some of these guys. The differences have. Is I
0: also don't make millions of dollars playing
2: sports. So exactly. Don't have, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, it, like it's it's like these guys grew up fast. Matt Barnes said it. The, oh, yeah. Matt, Matt Barnes said this. I actually read something about this earlier. He said that. Uh, uh, they were, he was talking about Chris Paul. He um, A lot of NBA players today do not like Chris Paul. And it's because they're sensitive and they've been coddled yep. coming up.
0: Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I can see it. Yeah.
2: yeah, he said they don't like the fact that Chris Paul will call you out immediately on something that you were supposed to be doing that you weren't doing. The
0: people hate accountability. One hundred
2: Yes, they hate accountability. They only want to be and accountable for the, the good
1: stuff. They don't want to be accountable for the negatives. Yeah, so many, yes, they exactly.
0: justify things nowadays. They don't take the responsibility. Yeah. This is why I did it. Yeah,
1: yeah
2: exactly. Like it's the uh, uh, people act like accountability is like this bad omen. It's like a, yeah, it's just it's a can't. Like, no, I can't. It's like I a can't say I was accountable. It's a it's disease. disease. Yeah, like it's okay. People yeah. respect you more for you being
1: accountable for your actions. Well, it's
0: just about growing up after it, right? Just taking it and be like, dang, I was wrong. All right, let's do better. Yeah.
1: Speaking of yeah. accountability. I know we didn't. (laughs) I know we had kind of talked about. Should we talk about this? Should we not? But the more we've said here, the more this one has bugged me. And y'all, gentlemen, know where (laughs) I'm gonna go with this. And it's not. I'll I'll let. uh, I'll let after I say my little piece real quick. I'll let uh, Vince come and catch everybody up on this. But Shannon Sharp and Skip Bayless accountability. What does that mean, right? That means if you say do something. Uh, you know, say something, whatever it may be. Um, And it was out of line. And you have the intelligence to see that it was out of line, right? Because obviously some people think their actions aren't out of line. And maybe they're not. It just feels out of line to certain people. But you can obviously see, it doesn't take a genius here to see that whatever you did was out of line. You should take accountability Step up, be a man about it, you know, or woman about it and say that, hey, you know, I made a mistake. I was wrong. I can admit that I am human, right? Because all of us do it. I try to be a better person every day and I try to take accountability. And there's times where I look back and I say, man, I've been struggling lately. You know what I mean? I really need to work on this because at the end of the day, like we can all improve on, on ourselves. Well, accountability here, what kills me is Shannon Sharp had an incident in LA here recently. And uh, on Undisputed, he went on this thing and basically, um, correct me if I'm wrong, Vince, but I think he was pretty much forced into apologizing for this incident. Well, Skip Bayless, all of us know, had the comment about DeMar Hamlin. And uh, basically, when DeMar Hamlin died on the field, he said, how can you stop a game like this? Because this game is, is a big deal, pretty much and And he went on this rant I'm uh, not really a rant, but he he put a very, very insensitive tweet out there, very, about, yeah, about continuing the game, and then on undisputed, he got on air, made some comments, let's be honest he he lied right out in front of all of us you you saying that he couldn't sleep all night, but you were just like the rest of us, man. You have no emotional attachment to this guy. what you've seen may have been horrific, but you have no emotional attachment. You went to sleep just like the rest of us, woke up the next morning, and was wondering, is this man okay? But you didn't lose sleep over this. wasn't your best friend or your child or your brother. Like, you didn't lose sleep over this. But he got on there, he'd done this whole piece, and then when Shannon Sharp got back on there with him, because Shannon Sharp did not uh, come to work that day, when he got on there again, Skip Bayless said, I'm not apologizing for that tweet. And he was not forced to ever apologize for it.
0: Wait, if you want it. All right, unless
1: you're good, Ray Ray, I can yeah. hear you. I know you can hear Are me. You whispering to me?
0: Are, am I? I mean, sometimes you like <laughs> it when with you whisper
1: you. to you. I'm just messing with you. No, I'm just I'm I'm bugged about the accountability thing, man, and the fact that Shannon Sharp was put basically held to the fire and told you're going to apologize for this, and he should have. Don't get me wrong, but Skip Bayless wasn't. So obviously, everybody knows Skip Bayless's thing. Vince, I will let you kind of catch everybody up on what happened. With uh, Uncle Shae,
2: Shay. okay, yeah, I'll, I'll talk about it, and then I'll actually chime in. My inf- like, we we tried for for those of y'all, we tried to stay away from this topic, um, but this was like the 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 straw that uh, broke the camel's back here. It's not right on, man. on this one. Yeah, it's so basically what happened: Shannon Sharp got into a exchanging of words with the Memphis Grizzlies. Um, and there was a bit of an altercation where the grizzly players kind of rushed over to Shannon sharp. Uh, a bunch of them realized how big he was and kind of took a step back. Steven and, yeah. uh, uh, no, he did. <laughs> um, he definitely did because he ran up and then he backed up. Um, cause he's not that, that far off from being like, they weigh the same. He's just taller than them. Um, but that happened, and it even got to the point where John Morant's dad got into it as well, which I think he should have minded his business as well.
1: Yeah, you, your son's a grown uh, man. Let him handle his business. He got enough people exactly. around that's going to step up. Yeah, uh, so
2: I say that with saying this. I'm going to talk about this informa- or this this or um, this piece first before we get into Fox because this is the other piece that nobody's really talking about. The Memphis Grizzlies team as a whole runs their mouth a lot for not accomplishing a lot. I will definitely say that. Y'all were supposed to beat Golden State last year. You came up short. I don't care if John Morant hurt his knee. Y'all should have been that good to where y'all won that series. Then you come back and say, well, we're going to take care of Golden State on Christmas Day, they beat the brakes off of you. You're still talking noise. Then you, um, oh, oh, I'm sorry, excuse me. Last year, you were talking um, crap to LeBron during a Lakers game. Y'all got beat there too. I don't think this team is very humble. I do like John Morant, but I do think the team as a whole talks too much. And that kind of boiled over there now it's getting to the point where you talk so much that your whole team is willing to fight people. That Malice in the, and the
1: palace, too. And not just everybody's yes. pedestrians that they're fighting. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah, exactly what Dylan Brooks the said. they are literally fighting some everyday pedestrian. Everyday Joe sitting on, I mean, yeah, yeah. sitting on the V's. Well,
2: I mean, that's what Dylan, Dylan Brooks from the Memphis Grizzlies called Shannon Sharp. He said he's a he's just, regular old pedestrian. Yeah. He's a, yeah, he I don't, called I don't him know a blogger. <laughs> Yeah, like you don't know who he is. Let's get out of here. So, um, I say that with saying this here, I don't think Shannon Sharp should have had to apologize if if Skip Bayless didn't have to. I think yeah.
0: it speaks on his character too, though. Right? I think you can yes. watch you could watch it enough to know that that's who Shannon is. That even if he wasn't mm-hmm. forced to, he would probably still be the guy to be like that wasn't my place. Whereas that's yes. out of
1: character for me.
0: Yeah, yep. I think he would have done it anyway, and that's probably why there wasn't much of a a fight back for him to do it. Whereas you yep. could tell Skip Bayless is just that guy who I said what I said and I said it and just doesn't care. Yeah, there's just not as much character there. Skip Bayless shouldn't you know and he
1: shouldn't have a job. He shouldn't. And and you know, I actually thought about and this. And oh, we this know something.
0: controversy brings views, and with views comes money, and with money comes your job.
1: Well, I I, and, I thought
2: about this, and, and, and when. I used to watch cold pizza back in the days before it became first take. And that was back when skip Bayless and Steven, A. started their, their show. And I always wondered why it, it, when I remember watching the episode where they said skip was not going to be on there anymore. And I was like, this is very odd because they were a week, a week ago, two weeks ago. They were, they were fine. Like it, but like it doesn't seem like there was any kind of rift between those two. But Skip always says something very um, outlandish, or you know, well, he's like I he'll, mean, case at,
0: he'll attack you personally.
2: Yeah, yeah, like he he'll he'll attack you personally. I mean, I think um, I remember when he had an argument with Jalen Rose. Yeah, he did it with Shannon not too long ago, too. Yeah, he had an argument with Jalen Rose, and and um, he was basically saying that Jalen Rose's career was subpar, and I, I found that to be. So far from the truth, although Kobe did drop that 81 on you. I, I got to throw that in there. Kobe did drop that 81 on you. Against, you, you play with Toronto, he did drop the 81. Chris Bosch you were on that team too. And I will say he is a very disrespectful person, in my opinion. Very, I don't think he should. I, I don't
1: him. think it's in just your opinion, man. I think he's very disrespectful in general. and you know that I am not the biggest fan of Shannon Sharp. You know, I'm not, 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 uh, I don't dislike him, but I'm just not like a Shannon Sharp fan personally. You know what I mean? Um, Mm -hmm. I probably would like him better if Skip Bayless wasn't on that show and I could actually watch Shannon Sharp a little more and kind of get to know him and like what he talks about and how he is and his demeanor and stuff like that. Um, but Shannon, uh, I mean, uh, Skip Bayless just ruins it, man. I literally despise that guy because he is very disrespectful, and he doesn't understand. Because there's times where during this show that I've had a different opinion than you, Vince, and that's fine. Like we can have different opinions. We but we need don't get disrespectful to. of each other. We need yes, we need to have different opinions because nobody wants to hear us go. That's right, Vince. Yep, mm-hmm. yep, that's right. And then you, you know, doing the exact right. same thing to me. No one wants to hear that. But I'm not going to be disrespectful to you at all. I'm not going to cut you down. I'm not going to take – if you don't agree with me – Make you
0: feel dumb for it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you're not going to
0: make each other feel dumb for having a different opinion. Exactly. There's
1: comment – like the MJ comment earlier, you know what I mean, when we were just talking about that. You know, you said your piece on it. I didn't agree with it, but it don't really matter. Like, whatever. Cool. We roll about our business. I'm not going to go – I'm not going to start taking shots at you. And then when you try to – now you're like, whoa, whoa, why are you taking shots at me? Now I start getting personal and taking a shot at you. And that's what Skip Bayless does, man. If he doesn't agree with you, he wants to take a personal shot at you. And that's where, like, I just, I'm so surprised to see Shannon Starp still putting up with this dude acting the way he mm-hmm. acts. I mean, all that. I'm just, I'm really surprised, honestly, to see it continually. Uh, do you, do you
2: well, let me, I'll ask both of y'all this. Do y'all think that the reason why he's still there is because of his his upbringing and him being a stand-up guy that he will honor his contractual obligation to
1: Fox? It's got to be something like that, man. I mean, he's got a, a radio show with Sirius XM, I believe it is. It's its got to be something like that. Like, why like, else just, uh, would he continue uh, want to put up
0: through. it with hmm? it? He just sees it to the end kind of person.
1: Yeah, I would not be surprised on that contract. Ends, though to not see him. Resign. Yeah, that he just
0: popped smoke. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, probably count down the days to it.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's probably already counting the days out. Yeah. I would he's got, be. App,
0: he's got an app on his phone. Oh yeah, only seven hundred and thirty two more days to go. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: man. Well uh well, that Came is it, man. I, I know we talked about leaving that off, but the more I thought about it, the more it just really upset me because like I said, the fact that Shannon Sharp was maybe he wasn't forced, maybe he was talked to and said, Hey, we really would like you to you know what I mean, but the fact that this dude had an altercation—we've all had these altercations. Vince, you and me had an altercation when we first started working, screaming, and yelling across each other—you know, at each other across the office. But it was like—it's normal. You get heated, you get that. What that other guy said, what Skip Bailey said—that's not a normal comment people say.
0: But see, it goes 100% into the business side of it. Of they both played their characters that Skip Bayless is this heartless SOB and that Shannon Sharp is this very caring and respectable guy. And that's what brings the views and that's what keeps people talking. And that's what brings in the money.
1: Yeah. True. True. So. All right, gentlemen. Well, we have reached that time where we get to the, the, uh, stat of the week. Ray Ray, since you are the uh, guest, I will ask you first, do you got a stat for us?
0: I think I dropped enough during out uh, during uh all of this that I forgot to keep one for the
2: end.
1: So <laughs> right, so right. You've been flooding us with stats. So, Vince, what
2: about you? I don't. My my I I, I dropped the rest of uh what I had in in the 49ers and <laughs> Eagles. That that was like that right there. That whole part part right there like literally took me like, twenty minutes of my day. Hey,
0: we sprinkled them in there this episode. All so right, just, then. Well, I we it was garnished.
1: I tell you what, <laughs> I will drop three stats for y'all. Then
0: I'll uh, just go ahead and pick up that slack.
1: I got you. Yeah. So, so first the stat that uh, this is obviously previous, but the matchup between the Bengals and the Bills consisted of the two longest winning streaks by two different teams: the Bills at eight and the Bengals at nine, coming into a divisional coming into a divisional round game in NFL history. Mm. That was the most, they're the highest winning streaks by two different teams coming into that game. So that was kind of wild. Like both of them riding on the momentum. And looks like the Bills momentum fizzled out. Um, another, uh, another Joe Burrow stat here. And then Patty Mahomes as well. Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow have both made the AFC championship every year except their rookie year. So that I thought was kinda wild, like they're doing something right in those areas. You know. Burrow wasn't even playing his rookie year, so can you really even hold that one against him? You know? So This is true. And then the final stat Um in the last seventeen college football national championship games, the winner of 16 of those winners came from uh, southern states. Louisiana, yep. Alabama, Georgia, Florida.
0: Ohio State been the only exception.
1: Correct. Ohio State in 2011. So, just to spitball it for y'all gentlemen here. 2006. Don't forget about
2: South Carolina.
1: No, no I'm saying the last 17 games. Oh, yeah, Clemson. Yeah, Clemson, 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 my bad. Clemson. Yeah. Clemson. I thought you were saying the college, South Carolina. So when FSU. Um. Yep, so well that was Florida, the state of Florida. So, um 2006 Florida, 2007 LSU, 2008 Florida, 09 Alabama, 10 Auburn, 11 Alabama, 12 Alabama, 13 Florida State, 14 The Anomaly, Ohio State, 15 Alabama, 16 Clemson, 17 Alabama, 18 Clemson, 19 LSU, 20 Alabama, 21 Georgia and 22 Georgia.
0: How about them dogs? Fourth team to it's go back-to-back.
2: Back. It's kind of hard to dispute that the SEC and the ACC are the Th-
0: – That they aren't the dominant conferences.
2: Yeah, they are. Yeah. I mean, there's, it's kind of hard to dispute that. I'm
1: going to be honest with you. There's no other – and when I think of conferences, in the back of my mind, I always think the top two conferences – obviously, the top conference is SEC. But I always think who's the second best, and it's, a, it's ACC. I don't even have a second guess – Half the time I have to think about who's even in the other conferences. Like, it's not just a quick little plow. You know what I mean? No, you're right. Yeah, but any
2: given day, it could be the, a toss-up between the Big 12 and the Big 10. Correct.
1: So, well, well gentlemen, that is uh, that is it for the, for the facts. Ray Ray, you got any shout-outs for anybody?
0: No, none this week. I'm going to go we'll go quiet, but I guess well, I lied. I'm going to go ahead and shout-out them dogs anyway. I know we're past it, but back-to-back oh we God. come over
1: that 3 feet. Oh my god, this guy Vince, what about you?
2: Oh, uh, just shout outs I talked about earlier Nick Wright and Tiki Barber, man. You know, you can't, some, you can't hey, fly, Eagle, fly hey, you can't fault Tiki. Some, That's his team. Yes, I can. Yeah, it's his team. He should know. You know what? Hey, you know what? Also, too, I got another shout out. I this is a new one, Michael Strahan. Thank you for being the only lone person on Fox Sports to choose your Giants to win <laughs> convincingly. I, I, I so regret the fact that I didn't watch the post-game show to watch your face. Hey, Congrats, probably, though. He probably wasn't there.
0: Oh, Just walked out the studio. Well,
1: well, the only shout outs I have this week, or the only shout-out, I guess you could say, would be uh, my friend Gwen. She made sure that she reached out to me and said, don't be late to work, to which I responded, what are you talking about? And she said, I heard your podcast. So thanks, Vince. Thanks for putting it out there that uh, I don't know how to show up to work on time. Appreciate it.
2: Well, I I wouldn't have to bring it up if you showed up to work on time.
1: Ray Ray. (laughs) Get
0: your man. man. I'm, I'm already out of here. (laughs)
1: <laughs> that's right, man, that's uh that's the only real shout out i got this week man i don't he, he was on time today i will say that well, he was in before me i was in for everybody i'm flexing on you yeah. in case you're curious
2: oh you know what and and on top of this guys i'm gonna throw this out here because i asked him what time we were starting today <laughs> do you know this guy had the nerve <laughs> the audacity i got all the same We need to start doing this. We need to set a a time frame when we're going to start this up. And I was like, bro, I'm always good to go at 830.
1: No, no. See, we say 830, but then we get in here and we're like, all right, cool. We in here. And then we start talking and then we're like, yo, it's nine. We need to record. Huh? I said,
0: y'all really like these rabbit carols. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Makes the show. He started it again. Makes the show interesting. Who cares? He
2: definitely started it
1: again. All right. Well, anyways, Vince, make sure from now on you're on time. Um, hey, everybody. I think I just heard Vince get out of his chair and leave. Um, <laughs> no,
2: that was that was
0: definitely on Ray Ray. <laughs> I'm already laying in the bed.
1: <laughs> I'm out of here. Hey, well, Ray Ray, we appreciate you coming on the show, man, Thanks and talking and hitting me. us with them stats and uh, that little uh, humor. I can see you saying it with that nonchalant no facial expression that you do Oh 100
0: yeah. percent serial killer face <laughs>
1: yes sir. so we appreciate you coming on the show man um definitely got to get you on here more often so and uh vince hey man this is uh this is 26 shows in so um i just want to applaud y'all not sick of us yet <laughs> hey i just want to applaud myself i haven't got tired of you yet vince so we're doing something Def- right well, with that, everybody, hey, we appreciate it. Make sure you stay tuned to uh, what we got in store. Like I said, we're we're working on eventually going uh, going live with webcams and stuff, so you can see us. We're also working on the logo right now. Um, already got it in the works. So be on the lookout for that. And uh, yeah, with that, everybody, I appreciate it, and we'll see you next week. See ya. Peace. <laughs>